Good day, good day, Kingdom Corner podcast devotees and followers. The great Matt Guybe is with you here on a cold, windy, wet Sunday afternoon. Some have called this the Lord's Day, you know. I could teach on that. Uh, it's not truly the Lord's Day according to Scripture, but uh, typically in the organized church we call Sunday the Lord's Day. Uh, maybe for some people Saturday is the Lord's Day. Anyway, uh, this has been on my heart this week. Um, the true role of pastors or shepherds, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Uh, get your thoughts on the podcast, possibly. Um, I put this out there on Facebook. You can make comments. Um, no harm, no foul. If you don't agree, that's fine. Ephesians 4, 11 to 15, I'm reading from there as a starting scripture, and this is the English, English Standard Version. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves, and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way unto him who is the head into Christ. So let me ask you a question here. Let me put this out to you. When was the last time you got together and had a cup of coffee for a half hour or so with your pastor of the church that you go to on a regular basis? Uh, or even when was the time that you, when was the last time you really spoke to him, you know, other than just uh, shaking his hand after a message on Sunday or sometime on Sunday or maybe Wednesday night? When have you really sat down and spoken with him? You see, it's my contention that one cannot truly facilitate the office or ministry of a pastor, or which literally means shepherd, pastor and shepherd are the same word, from a pulpit on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night, teaching or preaching a five-star message or lesson. That is not the true role, the way I interpret scripture of a pastor. The expounding of the word of God from the pulpit is such a very, very small part of what I believe God desires from pastors today. I believe God wants to do something new, uh, and I think we've kind of been set in the old, same old paradigm, the same old mindset since the time of Luther, to be honest with you. Uh, let me read you some scriptures, and I'm going to make some comments, some other scriptures. I'm reading now from Jeremiah, Jeremiah 23, 1-6. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who care for my sheep. These are men of God that should be caring for the sheep. He's talking metaphorically, you know, there are shepherds that really cared for real sheep, but he's talking about the shepherds that are to care for the people of God. You have scattered my, my flock. You haven't cared for them. You've scattered them. You've driven them away. You have not attended to them. Let's read another 
passage from here, Jeremiah 23, 4. I will set, and, and God is speaking to Israel or Judah now, I will set shepherds over them who will care for them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be missing. You see, many in the church are missing today. Many, in, in my mind, did not really get the pastoring and the care. This verse talked about care. Uh, they haven't been attended to the way they should have, and so they're missing. They've left the flock. They've gotten discouraged, okay? And they, they're not in the house of God, so to speak. Because true shepherding, again, is not just preaching a nice message or a nice Bible lesson. Is, is, is that something a pastor should be able to do? Yes. But then I would ask, why do we have the office of teacher? Of course, some, the way they've interpreted the scripture as they've interpreted it, not as five offices, apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherds, teachers, they've interpreted it this way, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers as one. But I see them as two. I see them as two. The shepherd and the teacher are different, you know. And if this is all that the shepherd is going to do for the most part, then what's the role of the teacher? Do we even need a teacher? I think we need both teachers and shepherds. Let's go on. Um, I'm in Jeremiah 23 all, still. They shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. You see, that's what we need. And I, I just don't think preaching a message on Sunday or a Bible lesson on Wednesday, I mean, that helps, but that isn't really going to execute and bring about righteousness in men and women's lives. Um, let's go on. Let's see. I want to read in Ezekiel as well, Ezekiel 34, 1 to 16. I'm just going to pick out portions of Scripture. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, this is, uh, let's see, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to you shepherds of Israel who only take care of yourselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat the curds, you clothe yourselves with wool and slaughter the choice animals, but you do not take care of the flock. Of course, many have said this is about a lot of pastors out there uh, who have gotten rid of the rich, I should say, at the expense of um, their flock. You know, and there are some quote unquote rich pastors, rich leaders of churches, and I'm not going to judge them. I'm not going to say uh, whether they should or shouldn't be rich. But if that's all they're doing at the expense of those that they pastor, then that's not a good thing. I think to me what this means is I think of it in the way also today, a lot of people, and I've been guilty of this too. I'm a called teacher, but in the past I've been guilty of this. You get your self-worth, you get your confidence, you get you like the feeling of being in a pulpit and preaching to people. You like the feeling of sharing a five point message that really, you know, dazzles people and they come up and they say afterward, Matt or John, that was such a great message. That's what that's what I read this verse as saying. They're taking care of themselves. They're taking care of their uh, own uh, platform of pride. You know, they're not really serving the sheep. Now, let's, let's, let's listen to the next part of this verse in Ezekiel. You have not strengthened the weak, healed the sick, bound up the injured. That's something that, that the pastor should be doing. 
Uh, that's what they should be doing. You don't do that from a pulpit. I mean, you might bring points of a message or a lesson that would help with that, but that's really not done from a pulpit. You have not brought back the strays that have uh, are out there that are lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. And we see, again, a problem in the church. Again, this isn't what I'm highlighting today, but there is a problem that pastors feel like they can sometimes control and lord over a person's life and tell them what to do. And I've been in a church where you better submit to me or else I hear God and you don't. I've seen that before. I don't know if there's so much of that today. Maybe there still is. For those of you out there that might be under that, I think it's a sad thing. You need to get out from under it because you yourself as a child of God, as a son or daughter of God, can hear from God. Um, so they've been treated harshly and brutally. Um, they were scattered because there was no shepherd. Uh, you know, when they were scattered, they became food for the wild animals. Wow. You know, when you're not in the house of God, when you're not in a community with the people of God, and you're not being fed as a pastor should feed you, um, you get discouraged. A lot of people leave. And who are these wild animals? I believe they, they can portend to demons. Uh, they can to, to be, portend to evil angels that will come and influence people and uh, take apart a person's life and uh, keep them away from God. And then they're going down the road pretty soon of, of sin uh, and they, they fall away because they haven't had somebody that really came along and ministered into their life uh, on a one-to-one -one basis. My sheep wandered over all the mountains on every hill. They were scattered over the whole earth and no one searched or looked for them. Sadly, I think there's a, a lot of that today in the church. A lot of lost sheep out there wandering, mixed up, not sure where to go. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more here and then maybe share another scripture. Should a pastor be able to teach or preach from God's word? Of course they should, right? They should to some degree. Yet the best pastors to me are not, you know, you know, five-star expositors from the word of God uh, from a pulpit, you know, but more so they need to be involved in the day-to-day -day lives of people. They are called to pastor or shepherd, that is to do life with people. Or as an older man of God that was a friend of mine once said, they know how to get down and dirty with the sheep. They actually smell like the sheep. Why? Because they're involved in people's lives. The good things, the not so good things, they're there for the sheep. And it's a wonderful, wonderful calling. I don't have the calling of a pastor. I'm a called teacher. I've done some pastoring. Believe me, it's not always the most pleasant work. It takes a real patient, loving, understanding person, but also a person who can, you know, use some tough love and have the wisdom to know how to do that. Um, true shepherds are doing life with those they pastor. So let's read another scripture here. Um, let's read another scripture. Let's. I'll skip over to John. I love this verse. These verses in John. John chapter ten in the New Testament. He who enters by the door, and I'm starting at verse two, is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name. And leads them out. On a Sunday morning in an average 
congregation of even 70 or 80 people. I think that's the average size of a church I read in the United States today. How many people does the pastor really know that they have this kind of an intimate relationship with, where the sheep hear his voice? Yes, they hear him preaching, and he calls them by name. Does he really know them? He might even know their name. But this is talking about intimate relationship here. To him, the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And I'm not talking about leading them out by just preaching a five-star message. I'm talking about being involved in their life. Uh, when he has been brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. How many of you that are in a church on a regular basis, an organized church with a steeple and, and maybe it's a white church, I'm just putting that out there. How many of you um, really know your shepherd and he really knows you? He knows your voice. You know his voice. You know, and I mean, I mean on an intimate level, because I believe true pastoring, true shepherding should be all about authenticity, vulnerability, transparency, and, and intimacy. And that doesn't come in a 45, 50-minute message on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night. That only comes through a development of close relationship uh, of the sheep and the shepherd, the pastor and the parishioner spending time together. So let me ask you again, when, when was the last time you got together with your pastor for a cup of coffee, let alone maybe even spoken with him? Some go weeks and go to a church and they never hardly speak to the pastor, right? Most pastors take the role primarily of a teacher. They love, and you know, they love to preach. They love to teach. Maybe they're good at it, but that's not the true role of a pastor. God has placed the office of teacher in the church for that purpose of teaching uh, uh, the word of God. You know, um, the pastor may do some of it. And uh, the paradigm that we've been talking about really has been with the church probably since the time of Luther, where somebody gets up and they, they're a pastor and they preach to the assembly for 30 minutes to an hour and maybe on a Wednesday night or even a Sunday night. And that's what they do. And there's little or no involvement with the pastor in a person's life. Um, and my contention is we can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results. Let's read back in the scriptures that I was talking about. Um, you know, they've not strengthened the weak or healed the sick. They've not bound up the injured. Um, they've not brought back the lost. Um, if anything, they've tried to control the sheep, you know, and the sheep are scattered. Um, God says, as we jump down in Ezekiel, that he's going to hold the sheep or the shepherds, I'm sorry, accountable for my flock. I, I will take them out from tending my flock, he says. I'm paraphrasing. Um, no longer will they feed themselves. In other words, their own pride or getting rich at the expense of the of the heaven forbid, at the expense of the flock. I will rescue my flock from their mouths, and it will no longer be food for them. Mm. I will tend my sheep, he goes on to say in Ezekiel. 
you know, and have them lie down. I will search for the lost and bring them back. I will bound, bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. Uh, that's what he's saying. And that's what a true shepherd will do. He'll minister into a person's life. He'll spend time with them. I guess one of the points I was thinking of, I think the maybe one of the reasons the North American church has been so weak for so long is because we don't have people operating in the true role of a pastor. And we could talk more about this. How many people can a person, a, a real pastor, man or woman, it's not it's not just a man, it's women too. How many people can you really, um, really successfully pastor? Maybe 10, maybe 20 at the most, because you need to be getting together with these people. You need to be, like I said, involved in their lives. You need to be doing life with them on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. And that's not what we're doing in the church. And I wonder sometimes, I read a, 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 stat, a what is it? A statistic from Barna Research, the church research group. This might've been five or six years ago. And they said, really, um, when it comes to men and women and, and the difference that church made coming to church on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, as opposed to people that never went to church, you know, they're good people. And we're not talking about people doing evil things like killing somebody or robbing a bank. But really, these people, whether they were in church or not in church, had the same problems and issues, you know, maybe secret pornography, um, maybe um, problems with money, maybe problems with their marriage. Uh, I could go on and on that nobody really knew about. And they're suffering and they're hurting. And they're, they're, you know, there's really no difference um, because we've been doing the same thing for so long because we haven't had true pastoring. We haven't had true authenticity. We haven't had true transparency. We haven't had true place of uh, where somebody could get together with somebody that was a called pastor, man or woman, woman with woman, of course, man with man, and be pastored in a loving way where a relationship was built where they could let down their hair and somebody could begin to help them and speak into these wounded areas in their lives. You know, I have not seen that, you know, this is greatly on my heart today. Um, just be real transparent with you. I, I've been on a search, I think for the past two years for another organized church to attend. Um, and it's, it's kind of a, kind of a what? A dearth out there. It's kind of an emptiness out there. I don't see this pastoring yet. I mean, um, I see my one friend on here, David Hitzfelder. He and I are in a community, but it's an online community where we are getting pastored, I believe. But, uh, you know, this is something we need to have changed. Um, this is something that I want to see change. Uh, pa uh, pastor, the office of pastor, you know, how will the office of pastor operate? And I'm going on and on. You know, all these offices are here to bring the church to maturity. And I'm afraid if we don't have the true office of pastor operating as God wanted it to, that the church is going to have a hard time coming to a place of maturity. Um, you think about that. You think about those words. Like I said, I put this out on Facebook. I'd love if you want to make comments. If you don't agree with me, that's fine with me. But that's after, what, 40 years, 
of ministry, you know, on and off of being a teacher mainly. Um, that's the conclusion I've come to that um, the pastor position of real pastoring and shepherding is sadly lacking in the church of Jesus Christ. Have a great afternoon. Have a great day. And I'll see you around on the Kingdom Corner. Thank you.